It's, uh, isn't it amazing just to, to hear the, the difference, or just a little bit of the different stories, and think about how lives are woven together, which is kind of what church is. And I just want to read one story uh, to you from Mark's Gospel. If you were here at the Mark drama, you'll probably be uh, imagining it. Uh, but this is just a, a very simple little story. And in, in the Mark drama, as you go through Mark's gospel, there's just story after story after story after story of people meeting Jesus. And we don't know about the people and we don't know their backstory and kind of what had happened before or even what happened after. But we just get a glimpse of their encounter with Jesus. What we've just had here is a lot more than a glimpse. We've had a, a, a kind of a scratching of the surface of three stories uh, that are part of the, the fabric of this church. And so let me just read to you from Mark 7. And this is right at the end of Mark 7. Uh, Jesus has just had the conversation with a foreign woman and, uh, and dealt with her and her great faith. And then he comes back from Tyre, uh, goes through Sidon and so on. He comes to the region of Decapolis. So it's still Gentiles. We won't worry about that for now. But verse 32, Mark 7, 32, which is page 843 if you're using one of these Bibles. And they brought to him a man who was deaf and had a speech impediment. And they begged Jesus to lay his hand on him. And taking him aside from the crowd privately, he put his fingers into his ears, and after spitting, touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, that, that is, be opened. And his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. And Jesus charged them to tell no one, but the more he charged them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Just two quick observations. Number one, Jesus deals with us as individuals. If you think about it, here was this uh, person being brought to Jesus, and the people were saying, Put your hands on him, put your hands on him, because they probably heard that Jesus lays hands on people and they get healed. And Jesus took him aside and dealt with his specific issues put his fingers in his ears and, uh, you know, the whole spit mouth thing, uh, kind of gross. But it's specific to him. And that would be very weird if Jesus was putting his fingers in the ears of blind people or, you know, uh, touching the mouth of lame people. That wouldn't make sense. But here is a man with two specific problems and de- Jesus deals with those specific issues directly, personally, and interestingly, quite privately. And we can thank God for that. That even today, when uh, we kind of look into the Bible, look into Christianity, we can sort of feel like one of seven billion people in the world. But actually, as we uh, kind of move towards Jesus, we discover that he moves toward us and he deals with us very specifically, very individually, and often very privately. And then the second thing I want us to notice is as uh, Jesus deals with him individually, the natural response to Jesus dealing with us is that we speak of it publicly. Now there's this whole dynamic going on here where Jesus is saying, don't tell anyone, don't tell anyone. And and that's a a big theme in Mark's gospel. We're not going to get into that. Basically, uh, he doesn't want people talking about him until they really understand who he is, until they understand the cross. We now have an understanding of the cross and the resurrection. And so there's no restriction now. And it kind of struck me a little bit as uh, almost ironic that back then Jesus was saying, don't tell anyone, don't tell anyone. And the more he said it, the more they went and spoke about it. And we've got full freedom to go speak about it. But of course, we tend to kind of keep things private, don't we? But, But here's the thing. It's natural. 
When Jesus touches your life, the natural thing is to spill that to others and tell them what he's done and tell them how good he is and how marvelous he is. Now, the temptation for us all, and I know this is my temptation, is to hear that and go, yeah, that's true. I must talk more about Jesus and then kind of, you know, whip myself for not speaking more of Jesus. The answer to the number two, as in talking of Jesus, is the number one, that is being amazed by him. Okay, and if I don't speak enough about Jesus, it's because I'm not amazed enough about Jesus. It's not about me kind of stirring myself. It's about me looking at him. And so that verse 37, I I pray that that would be true of us as a church, that, that here at Trinity Chippenham, we would be astonished beyond measure, saying he has done all things well. He even deals with people like Anina and Dave and, uh, and Hannah and me and you. And he even cares for us personally and he even addresses our needs and he even changes our lives. He has done all things well. And if we're amazed by Jesus, then the natural thing, the most natural thing will be to speak to one another about him and then for that to spill out to others as well. We want to be a church where all are transformed by the glorious love of the Trinity. The beautiful thing is that that glorious love reaches out to us individually, uniquely, touching us in ways that we need to be touched, cared for by God. Let's pray that we would be that kind of church, that as we discover more about the fabric of the different threads woven together, we would be more and more amazed of how, about how Jesus has reached out and cared for us. Let me pray for us. And then the music team are going to come back. We're going to sing in response to the the wonder of this God that we're talking about. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for what we've heard this afternoon from uh, the panel at the front. We thank you that that could be multiplied by 10 as we uh, could hear all of each other's stories. Uh, We just pray that as we do that, as we speak and interact with each other, we would be amazed at the way you deal with us, at the way you pursue us, at the way you take care of the very deep-seated struggles in our lives. Lord, we thank you that you care for us personally. And we pray that the more we discover, the more amazed we'll be. We pray that you give us eyes to see in this week as we come to Easter. And we think about Jesus going to the cross and dying a brutal death in our place. That was for us. I pray that our hearts would be more amazed than ever at the story of God intersecting with the story of me. And I pray that our hearts would be stirred deeply this week. We love you, Lord. We thank you. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.